0: Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service.
1: Amen. If you're watching online, I just want to say thank you for doing so. It means the world to us that you would... Take a part of your day and worship with us. But I did want to extend an invitation on behalf of me, my family, and everyone here. If you're ever in Texas in College Station, why don't you come out to a New Heights Church service live. I promise you we'll make you feel right at home in Jesus' name. Let me just say this. that is a cute video. But that uh, one real handsome little boy said uh, he gets his snack of choice whenever he comes home. I just want you to know times have changed because that was a term that would have not been used when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it was more like a smack of choice. You know what I'm talking about? It was like, did you finish your schoolwork? Did you get here? But anyway, I, I don't want to go back and be a kid again. I just want the kids to know you guys got it really good, all right? We didn't even have kids' church when I was growing up. When I was growing up, you sat in in church and, and whether or not you stayed conscious was up to you, <laughs> but you were going to be quiet. I remember we were I was one of three boys and and we would we would sit it sit there and it was back we had a bulletin, you know, and we would have a it was it was wild because it was like these unwritten rules in church that kids could do and things that they could not do. Like, for instance, you could play tic-tac-toe on the bulletin, but you could not Uh, you could not talk to your brother or or whoever was next to you. And we would sit at church and there would be me and my mom and, uh, me and, uh, my two brothers. So there was five of us sitting there. And if you walked by, you would think, boy, look at that family. They're, they're just so well put together. They're so, look at those boys sitting all quiet. And what they didn't realize is my dad used to wear a gold nugget ring on his hand. And, and he would sit there and he would just be rubbing the back of our head. And what you wouldn't know is he would turn that ring around. <laughs> and if it was ever necessary to, uh, encourage us to be quiet, he would just give us a little love tap on the back of the head. And everybody around, them, look at, at Larry, he loves those boys. And we're sitting over there just barely alive, you know, just, oh my like, uh, uh, What's that? Wake me up when church is over. So I want you to know you kids, you got it good, you know, and we're not just babysitting back in new heights kids, by the way, we're raising up champions. Can we give a big hand to all those that helped in the children's department? All right. Everybody say gold rush. We have an opportunity church. We really do. The Bible says that the harvest is ready. The fields are ripe. There is a gold rush available. There is a bonanza available if we'll seek it out. The scripture says our foundation verse for this series, Matthew 13 and 44 says the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it. And for the joy thereof goes and sells all that he has and buys the whole field. Somebody say whole field. The scripture says that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Now, that's very interesting because the fact that it's hidden means it has to be sought out to find it. Well, Proverbs 25 says it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it is the honor of kings to reveal it, to search it out. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it's the honor of kings to go and search for it. The Bible says you are a king and a priest under the Most High God. It's almost like there's this balance where God conceals and he's wanting us to search out what he has concealed. Have you ever played hide and seek with a kid? The minute you say to them, let's play hide and seek, they start to smile. And they go hide For the sake of being sought after. God doesn't conceal things because he doesn't want them found. He conceals them because whenever they are concealed, they are more valuable. A gold mine, all of the gold in the gold mine is not laying on the ground where everybody can just walk by and pick it up. What makes it valuable is it has to be sought out to be found. The scripture says uh, that... uh, Jesus literally, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. It's almost like he sold out his position in heaven for a time so that he could come down and rescue you and me. But he didn't just save you and just save your good parts. He saved all of you. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. The Bible says uh, that in Genesis, uh, in, in the early chapters of Genesis, that God created man in his likeness and in his image. And the Bible says that he did so out of the dust of the earth. And then he breathed the pneuma or the breath of God into mankind. And now all of a sudden God had a representative on planet earth that was there to take dominion over the earth, to subdue the earth, and to multiply right here on planet earth. Now, what's interesting about dust is it's just a fancy word for dirt. And every field that you ever look at is made of some kind of dirt. It's almost like God was saying, the dirt that is in the field is what I used to make mankind out of. And I have buried the treasure of heaven on the inside of humanity. The question is, can you overlook the dirt to find the treasure? Because that's what God did for you. Matter of fact, your neighbor, the one that you can't stand. Your boss, the one that has passed you up for the promotion five times. Oh, it is so simple to see the dirt and miss the treasure. But each one of us has treasure on the inside. The question is, are you a surveyor or are you a miner? Because a surveyor, they look and they tell you what's there. But a miner searches for what's underneath. The scripture says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. You're the field. The dust of the earth was stood up. The dust of the earth had the breath of God breathed in its lungs. And all of a sudden, humanity was on planet earth. God's ambassadors in this realm. And for you and for me, we have to be good at not just seeing what everybody else can see. But number one, I want you to see what everybody else is missing give me the rascals. That's who I want. Because the rascals already don't care what people think about it. So when they get turned on for Jesus, they're going to live their whole life for Jesus. I want to find the treasure. When when Crystal and I, we, we uh, do different projects and stuff, and we've done well in real estate over the years, and uh, one particular house, we were driving through a neighborhood, and there was this handwritten sign. You could barely read it. It said, house for sale. Grass was so tall, it was covering up the sign. There was stuff growing up on the sides of the house. The the landscaping was complete complete garbage. The fence was leaning down in the back, but it was in a good neighborhood. And we said, man, let's call on that house. We called on the house. We went and looked in it and walked in the door. And I don't know if they had one or 1,000 dogs, but they had a lot of dogs who ever lived there. The dogs had torn up the inside of the house. And I'm just sitting there going... Oh, my goodness gracious, this is, I mean, they chewed on the sheetrock. What kind of a dog just, ah, just destroyed the house. But we did what you would think. We bought the house and we we cleaned it up and we did the floors and we replaced everything and we upgraded everything. And, And before you know it, by the time all the dust had settled, what had happened was is now we had a beautiful home with piles and piles of equity in it. But it wasn't because what you could see driving by was there. It was because we were seeing something that everybody else was missing. I want you to get to the place where you stop paying attention to the dirt in everybody's life and even the dirt in your own life, but you actually start looking for the treasure that everybody else might be missing. You might be the only one on the planet that can encourage your coworker that they still have some treasure on the inside of them. You may be one of the only ones on the planet that can remind your kid. When your kid messes up, they certainly need correction. But what they need above everything else is to be reminded that the treasure on the inside of them didn't disappear just because some dirt got thrown on top of them. When you buy a gold mine, you unfortunately don't just get the gold. Number one, you got to get to the place where you see what everybody else is missing. Number two you have to buy it all when you buy a gold mine you're you're buying the chance at discovering the treasure the gold is buried somewhere down deep in different layers of sediment that have been there for for years and years and it's going to take a lot of effort to find it and a lot of times there's no guarantee that you're actually going to find it in that place so you may have to move to a different place you may have to start looking at some other dirt if you're not finding it there there's all kind of different things but you have to buy it all number two write this down buy it all When when we bought the house. We couldn't say, "Well, I will tell you what, we'll buy the house, but we want to to we want everything fixed before we do because when it's all fixed up and pretty, now it has a different value." God's not looking for people who can just see the value on the surface. He's looking for people that can actually look past the dirt and see the treasure. Number one, you got to get to the place where you're seeing what everybody else is missing. Number two, you have to buy it all. When when Crystal and I decided to. Uh, uh, it was time we were ready to start having children. We couldn't just say, "Okay, well, uh, I'd like the baby, but I don't want the pregnancy." She probably would have signed up for that immediately. I'll take that right there praise the Lord. Look here. No, if you want a baby, and I'm not speaking anything ill over anybody, but you got nine months of a human human being. Growing in your belly There's a good chance You're going to have to pee Like 800 times a night (laughs) Towards the end of it I've never experienced it But I've witnessed it Is she like laying on my bladder I don't know hon Never been there (laughs) Us as guys, we can empathize as best we can, but you can't have the baby. You have to buy it all. There's a difference when you get to the place when you realize the treasure is not always laying on the surface. The treasure is hidden in a field. The treasure is hidden in the trial that you're going to go through. The treasure is hidden in the challenge you're going to walk through. The treasure is hidden in the issues that that come up unexpectedly. The treasure is hidden in the fact that you're not going to quit when everything says you should. The first thing we have to do is we've got to get good at seeing what everybody else is missing. The second thing we've got to do is we've got to realize we have to buy it all. Let me just say it like this. If you come to this church long enough, I'm not trying to disrupt you, but I just want you to know I will offend you. Possibly personally. Here's some examples. I might forget your name. I might forget to wave at you if I see you. I might not wave at you at all. I might be walking through the lobby because there's something on my mind and not speak to you. I might. There's a thousand different things. If you come to this church, I'm going to say something you probably don't agree with. I do my very best. To teach doctrine from this pulpit and from this platform and the ministers that we bring up here, it's very clear that this is not a place for uh, uninhibited opinion. This is a place where we are doing our best to teach the word of God as we understand it. But that does not mean that I might not say something that might offend you. So let me just say this. You can't have the treasure God put in me if you don't take the dirt too. You can't have. Do you remember when you were dating your spouse and you were like on the phone and and you were talking to your girlfriend about it? She's like, yeah, girl. He is so fine. He's got a truck. I have to have a ladder to climb in it. You want to talk about a man's man? He smells like he's been working all day. I feel like I'm living in a John Wayne movie. This man is a man. (laughs) And then you get married. Same girlfriend you call her. You're like, this man never bathes. Takes me an hour to get in his truck. He knows I'm wearing a dress. I wish he just had a normal size truck. I don't know why he's got to have a truck that he feels like could enter into a monster truck rally tomorrow. I don't understand it. It's because when you were dating, you were treasure hunting. And then we get married and we start surveying. Yeah, she's fine I'm going to take her to the movies or something Probably going to be a pretty good night Go by and get a ice cream cone after Yeah, I'm going to put a ring on it I like her, I think Oh, she's beautiful Yeah, mm-hmm Even, she said she can cook I don't know, but I'm going to find out <laughs> Yep All right, then Then you get married And it's like Oh, my gosh she wants me to put my boots by the door instead of in front of the couch every day. Oh, my gosh. She wants me to brush my teeth in the morning. Oh, my gosh. What? You were treasure hunting. And then you start surveying. God help us the first time you see her with her makeup off. I didn't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Treasure or dirt. It doesn't take any effort to find the dirt. It's all over the surface. The kingdom of heaven, though, is hidden on the inside. It's hidden on the inside of the field. It's hidden on the inside of you. It's hidden on the inside of your spouse. It's hidden on the inside of your children. It's hidden on the inside of your neighbor. It's hidden on the inside of your employee. It's hidden on the inside of your employer. The kingdom of heaven is hidden inside of every person. The only question is, can we ignore the dirt long enough to find the treasure? Because you can't take just the treasure. You have to buy it all. Instagram, Facebook, social media. It's almost like just the treasure. Nobody puts a real life picture on Instagram. And if they do, they still make it fake by saying, I just thought I would show you a picture of what my real day looks like. And it's like, that ain't your real day. You even you even uh, pose that picture. You got your kids in the background smiling, got their their hands dirty, but it's like that cute dirty. And y'all know good and well, your kids are not cute dirty all day long. Sometimes your kid's hair looks crazy and you don't even know what's in it. Because our life is filled with dirt. The question is, can you... Ignore the dirt for the sake of the treasure because the kingdom is actually hidden in the dirt. You've been purchased. Jesus didn't buy a part of you. He knew about your insecurities and still hung on the cross. He knew about your challenges and still hung on the cross. And if you don't, if you don't believe that, just think about the people that are all in our Bible. We talk about Moses and the Red Sea parting, but, but uh, uh we forget about all the challenges that he was actually a murderer before any of that happened. We talk about Noah and the fact that he built a boat for a hundred years and rescued his children and all the animals, but we forget the fact that he was he was passed out drunk one night, naked, laying in his tent. We forget the fact, fact that Peter wasn't just uh, the rock whenever Jesus uh, was talking to him. He also uh, lied at times. He also cussed people out like Jake does. <laughs> Some of y'all, I can tell, no Jake. You're like, that's right. Kind of like Peter, tell you what. The apostle Paul wrote 13 books in the Bible. He killed Christians. And when when... When we find out somebody has a hobby that we disagree with, we'd start throwing holy water at them and acting like the whole world has fallen off of its rocker. When the kingdom, the treasure is hidden in the dirt that you're pointing out. I don't want to know about the dirt. I want to know about the treasure. Jesus bought every piece of you and he said this, these things and greater shall you do. Now, oftentimes, especially in churches like ours, we like to quote that scripture when it's talking about walking on water. We like to quote that scripture when it's talking about laying hands on the sick and the sick recovering. But I think the fact that love covers a multitude of sins, I think he was trying to give us a clue that if you will overlook the dirt, you can see the treasure just like I did in the woman at the well, just like I did in the woman caught her in the act of adultery, just like I did with Nicodemus in the middle of the night. I believe if we'll start ignoring the dirt, we can find the treasure. There's a gold rush available. Come on, give God a big strong hand of praise. Number three, keep faith alive. Come on, let's say that together. Keep faith alive. James was Jesus' brother, younger brother. So James spent more time with Jesus than probably anybody else on the planet except his mom that we know about. And James said this, Faith without works is dead. You got to keep faith alive. And if you stop working on the things of God, if you stop mining, if you stop pursuing the gold. Your faith will begin to demise and it will be that much easier to point out the dirt and all the challenges associated with the dirt. Because when you said yes to Jesus and accept the fact that he purchased you, that was not the end point. That was the beginning of your work. We do not work our way to heaven. But our faith is built on how we work for the things of God. We pursue the things of God. We go after the treasure that's hidden in the field. You got to keep your faith alive. Because if you stop serving, if you stop pursuing the lost, if you stop making sure that you keep a tender heart towards people who are callous to the things of God, if you let your heart get hard and stony, all of a sudden you will immediately jump into the pharisaical religious side that is so easy easy for a Christian to fall into. Oh, I'm not talking to them. They do this, that, or the other. Well, how in the world are they going to know how much Jesus loves them unless you tell them? You got to buy the whole thing. You, you, you got to have all of it. And let me just say this. It's a lot easier to ignore the dirt when some of it's under your fingernails. When you're working to move it out of the way. When somebody's having a terrible day and you're just reminding them, no, no, no. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. No, no, no. You can do all things through Christ. Come on now. You can do it. And you're calling them up to higher levels. You're pursuing the gold on the inside and ignoring the dirt. See, the work starts when you accept Christ. Amen. He enlisted you. If heaven was the only thing, you'd already be there. He left you here to be in the world, but not to just be of the world. When 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 I go to Cuba or to another to another nation, I'm. I don't lose my American citizenship. I'm just an American in another country. I'm, for example, in Cuba, not of Cuba. You're in the world. You're not of the world. He bought you completely. And now it's time to get to work because in working out, in working out your salvation, you keep your faith alive. And when you stop serving, remember even Jesus said, I didn't come here to be served. I came to serve. When you stop serving, now your faith begins to dwindle and something has to be replaced. And almost exclusively, it is replaced with judgment and cynicism. When you've forgotten what lost felt like because you haven't talked to any lost people. It's really easy to get religious. You'll have a four-hour conversation on whether or not you can watch a sitcom because they said hell in it. And you haven't had a four-second conversation with somebody that doesn't know Jesus at any depth in a year. Because when you stop hunting for the treasure that is buried inside of people. Almost exclusively, cynicism and judgment set in. You start having conversations that are a half hour or an hour long about another church. Or a minister. Or what a minister said. Or I just don't believe this. And you start nitpicking every little thing it's because that space that's supposed to be filled up with the pursuing of the treasure has to be filled up with something that's why quitting one thing usually doesn't work you have to add a new thing he didn't say you know alright Peter now you know me sit on the beach and get tan the rest of your life he said follow me and I'm going to teach you how to catch people why? why? Because the treasure is in the field The field Is the people that you know It's the people that are hurting Most of the dirt In people's life Is thrown there because of decisions Some are their own Some are not Some are their circumstances That they were raised in or raised around Some are the circumstances that they're currently in But the dirt Is not the answer the treasure is the answer. The question is, are you willing to move the dirt? Because if you buy a gold mine, you can't just say, hand me the gold out of it. You buy the gold mine and the work starts. There's a particular show on television and they, they mine usually, I think it's like for a week. And they'll move hundreds, if not maybe thousands of dump trucks full of dirt dump trucks these huge massive trucks and then at the end of it they have some gold and the gold fits in a dinner plate and they're shouting about it because they don't have any regard for the amount of dirt to move because the treasure is worth it if, if, if you don't like snakes and I said would you walk into a room full of snakes you would go um no But if I said, what if your kid was in there? Now you would go in and you would tear every snake in half. Because the reason would be bigger than the problem. When the treasure is more valuable than the dirt, then you'll move all the dirt. When the treasure is more valuable than the dirt, then you'll get committed to moving it. At what cost? Well, I would just say this. Where did Jesus stop? Where, where did he stop loving people? Oh, he stopped loving the people who hurt him. Wait, no. <laughs> he, he stopped loving the people who judged him. He stopped loving the people who killed him. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the treasure, he ignored the dirt. See, he didn't buy you to leave your treasure buried by the sediment and residue of your past experiences and heartaches. He bought you to bring it to the surface because when it's at the surface, now it can be used. Gold, we think about gold, most people when we think about jewelry and it's certainly valuable in jewelry. But the real value in gold is that it tar- it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to tarnish. That's why they use it in the space shuttle. They use it in super high-tech wiring where it's absolutely imperative that uh, the conductive nature of the metal that's used doesn't tarnish in the process of completing the, the overall task that that particular function is trying to accomplish. In other words... The reason the gold or the treasure is so valuable is because it doesn't tarnish. The reason the treasure on the inside of you needs to come to the surface because it's very difficult to offend. Offense tarnishes your walk. Living offended tarnishes your own walk and drastically inhibits your witness to others. Because we will ignore it as the body of Christ, but the world can smell fake a mile away. The world can tell when we mean it and when we're trying to be cute. I'm talking about ignoring the dirt. Yeah, but they did this. Hey, pastor, did you hear about that? And a lot of times I'll just say, you know what? If it's not good, I'd rather just not hear Well, I just, I just, a lot of times, a lot of times throwing dirt sounds like this. Can I tell you something that you can pray about with me? Now, sometimes that's good. But you really need to figure out, like, am I, am I just exposing some dirt? Or am I really talking about prayer? Because a lot of times it's easy to mention the dirt in a holy sounding way. You know, oh, so-and-so, they're really struggling. Well, let's believe God. Well, you know, they really put themselves there. Well, good thing you've never sinned, Jesus, too. (laughs) Because when you realize you've been purchased, now the work starts. You think... Like, it is a celebration when the baby gets there. My whole life changed way more when the baby got there than when she told me she was pregnant. She told me she was pregnant, and it really didn't even... I'm just like, all right. My life didn't rock that much. But when I heard that, now I was like, what's happened? I remember we were going to the doctor for the one week checkup and she's got the baby in the back seat and she's turned, you know, sideways looking at the baby, just, you know, dreamy eyed looking at little Haley, who's a week old and I'm driving, you know, white up in the, the car and headed to the doctor. I'm like, okay, here we go. And she says to me, she says, oh my gosh. I said, what? She said, do you even remember what life was like without her? And what I said was, no, wow. Isn't life different? But what I thought was, yeah, I remember what sleeping all night felt like. I remember what going out to eat felt like. I remember what going to a movie felt like. And she has disrupted that. Because... The work doesn't start until you buy the field. When you get saved, now it's time to start moving some dirt off your own life. How do you do it? Number four, last point. We're going to close quickly. Bathe often. (laughs) And all the women said, bathe often. How? With the washing of the water of the word. When they bring the dirt into these wash plants, they put the dirt in, which is mixed with the treasure, and then there's just all these jets of water, and it washes and washes, and finally it separates the treasure from the dirt. See, when you got saved, you still had all of your treasure mixed up with all your dirt. That's why when you said yes to Jesus, the next time you hit your finger with a hammer, you still cuss like a sailor. Oh, I'm the only one. Good to know. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Because you still got some treasure mixed up in all the dirt. And it takes the washing of the water of the word of the living God. That's why you don't forsake the gathering together, which is the manner of some. You come to the house of God to hear the word of God. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It begins to wash over you. And before you know it, you're not doing things you used to do. And you're doing stuff you used to not do. It's the washing of the word of the living God. It changes every facet of your entire life. It's the reason that God chose baptism to be the next step after you become a believer because it's a symbolic washing of what takes place and the Word of God is the ultimate cleansing agent in your life. Without the washing of the Word of God, we wouldn't even know that by His stripes we are healed. Without the washing of the water of the word, we wouldn't even know that we're blessed in the city and blessed in the field, blessed in our coming in and blessed in our going out. Without the washing of the water of the word, we wouldn't know that the righteous may fall seven times, but glory be to the name of God, He, we rise back up. We wouldn't even know without the washing of the water of the word, because you've got to separate from the dirt, which is a representation of the world. You've got to get the world out of the way so that your treasure can be exposed. It's imperative. And the greatest victory that ever took place, took place on Calvary's hill. Then three days later, the Bible says he miraculously rose from the dead. In the book of Revelation, which is the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ given to the, given to the apostle John. And in the 12th chapter it says this, we overcome with a two part recipe, the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood and the word, the blood and the word. When Jesus hung on that cross, they wanted to make sure he was dead, so they took a spear. They stuck it in his holy side, and the Bible said that out of his side, blood and water flowed. It's almost like even in that moment, he was saying, because i have overcome sin i make you an overcomer as well the blood of the lamb and the word the washing of the water of the word i think we have enough surveyors that are just point that can just point out the dirt i wonder if we don't have some people that can get so good at treasure hunting that they ignore the dirt you you never hear a treasure hunter say oh man all the dirt no they just go I found the gold it's like a treasure hidden in a field it's God's glory to conceal it because he knows if it's found it had to be sought after and it's our honor to search it out Who do you know that the world just looks at and all anybody sees is the field? I think the rascals are the funnest to win because it totally messes all the religious people up. Oh my God. They used to sell drugs. Oh my God. They're a Houston Texans fan. Oh my God. I'm not even sure that that's redeemable to be just blaspheming the Holy Spirit, support the. Nope, that's not in there. Never mind. Treasure hunting. Gold rush. Can you see what everybody else is missing? Can we just get real clear? You can't just buy the treasure, you got to take it all. And they don't come to us clean. Those that came to us clean have already been washed by the water of the word. Can you realize that the work starts when you say yes to Jesus? And lastly, We got to ourselves be washed often. Just let the word of God cleanse you. There's some stuff you probably do now you used to didn't do. Because the word of God has challenged you in different areas. There's some stuff now you probably don't do that you used to have no problem doing. Because the word of God has challenged you. It's It's a shift Where you stop looking at the field as the problem and start looking at the field as the opportunity. Because we're not interested or concerned about how much dirt we have to move because we realize it's all worth it for the sake of the treasure. Let's give God a big hand of praise today.
0: I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.